Hey, welcome back. I love when I ask writers and authors and filmmakers the reason behind why they're telling their stories. And when they respond, I'm telling them for me. I love that. Early on in my career, I was surprised by that answer to realize that so many creatives are telling their stories, not for an audience, but for themselves. And recently, it's got me thinking about things like my podcast and the different productions that I'm doing, well, for myself. It's not necessarily about an audience, although I'll have to admit, I do love an audience. On some podcasts, be it Daughter Father Dance or possibly this one, I cited the fact that being the lead female role in our high school musical of Fiddler on the Roof as Golda, to this day, the feeling of acting and singing, two things that I love, as well as knowing that I was providing entertainment for people I love and strangers alike, that all felt like some of the most amazing feelings and the best memories of my life. And if I'm being 100% honest, it's probably the best memory, the best moment I've ever had. (laughs) Now, I don't blame you if you're saying, get a life. I know resting on the laurel of a private Catholic high school musical is seemingly pathetic, but I think I bring it up because it's a great example of, well, one, it's true. I really do ultimately consider that the best night of my life. But for now, I bring it up because it's a great example of being fully present and fully engaged. Every single God-given talent I had was being expressed in that two-hour play for those two nights that it ran. And I think that's what the amazing feeling was. It's not just about the audience. Though I won't forget the standing ovation for as long as I live. It's about expressing, it's about being in the moment, it's about showing up fully, and as I mentioned before, living in the full expression of who I was in that moment. Again, I did not author that saying, my dear friend Barb did. Living in the full expression of who we are. Just want to make sure we give credit where credit is due. But think about that. In that moment, on that stage, I was fully alive. So much so that decades later, it's one of, if not the best memory of my life. Sure, knowing my lines and having rehearsed them over and over again was part of that entire experience. But the magic of an actor, any athlete, anyone who is performing is when they show up in the moment and are just living in real time. It makes better performances athletically. We know this for fact. It's better performances in being a character for acting. Because the moment of now is all we really have. And as we've said before, the past is the past, the future hasn't happened. Right now is all we have. So I believe that that production and all the beautiful people that helped make that production allowed me the opportunity and shared with me the opportunity to fully express my God-given talents was amazingly magical. It was a microcosm, really, a microcosm of people living at 100%. I know I was. The memory is as visceral in recall to me as the first time I was kissed and knew more fully in that moment who I am from that very kiss. So I hang on to this memory and the reception, my acting, my expression received felt so, so very affirming to me. It was me showing up in the moment and giving everything I had. That standing ovation was everyone experiencing that full expression, sharing in that moment of truth, that moment of raw realness and authenticity. 
It kind of makes me cry just thinking about it. It makes me cry that like it did that night on the stage because we all felt it right in that moment. That audience shared in the inexplicable power of someone being fully, authentically who they were, me, and many of us on that stage. My stage husband, Frank Pignac, brought down the freaking house with his magnificent performance of Tevya. It was magical. And I don't really know this, but maybe in that moment, those people were standing and clapping with tears running down their own faces, even ones I didn't even know. Maybe they were in that moment inspired and remembering their favorite moment when they showed up fully. I don't know, but I like to think of it that way. I like to think that for a fleeting moment, everyone in that theater was present and authentic and shared in the heightened awareness of the power behind simply showing up raw, uninhibited, and giving everything one has. We all felt it, and I bet every one of us remembers it. So why do I tell stories? I don't really think I fully know. I've done it all my life. I did it with no audience in my own bedroom, sometimes in front of a mirror, sometimes directed to my stuffed animals. I even had conversations when I was a little girl with an imaginary Vatican. I would scold the Vatican for getting Jesus' message wrong. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, it's such a vivid memory, about as vivid as the one I just described in my high school musical. I was giving the cardinals in Rome the what for, and I was conveying to them the sadness and the disappointment that I think Jesus felt because they twisted his message for their own gain. I was a little girl. No one was feeding those things to me. But somehow I would play that out, and it felt real. And you know, that desire to shake my finger at the Vatican hasn't necessarily gotten any better. But my point is, telling your stories is important. Tell your story, whether it be to hundreds of people, thousands of people, maybe even millions of people, or to a bunch of stuffed animals. Because expression, regardless of the audience, is a lifeline to that limitless creative intelligence that fuels all of our souls and calls us, in a myriad of ways, to live in the full expression of who we are. And by the way, express and don't forget to take your bow because your acceptance of your audience's acknowledgement is affirming and affecting and it ripples out to places unknown and possibly someday it will come right back to you. Thank you for being an audience to my stories. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.